Hi, I'm E. And I'm F. And, and hey, you, you know, know what? what? You are what you geek. That is the episode title today. And we will probably yep. never, ever say the show name at the same time. <laughs> I'm calling it as early as the first episode. We're never going to say it at the same time. So we're going well, to try. We're going to try very, very hard. We're going to stick very hard. our eyes and be like, okay. Um, yeah. Hi. Um, it is the first episode of Hey, You Know What? The podcast about geekery that will rectify the void of Doctor Who and the other podcasts. <laughs> That we referenced in the trailer. <laughs> How are you feeling today? How are you feeling about this one, Esther? Hi, I just feel like the moment I sat down and thought about geeking out, I realized that I could go in, we could go in about a thousand different directions in 70 topics or more. And I gave up on listing what I was going to talk about. That's How about you? This was literally like, um, why we aren't going to allow this podcast to go on for 70 million years per episode because literally me and Esther yes. never stop. I yes. got to, a, I, was, I had a very short list, but it's not because there's, I don't geek out a lot about a lot of things. It's because I, I just, I geek out about little things. You know what I mean? Like it's not like huge overarching topics, it's like tiny minutiae that I just focus in on and don't feel justified in listening. It's just a small part of a big hole, but I can get very, very, very passionate about that small part in the big hole. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun because you like going into the details and I kind of like philosophizing about the big idea of why something <laughs> is or what they do, why they do what they do. I think we're giving away the conceit of the show already. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the conceit of the show. The other conceit of the show is that because as uh, E and I will never shut up. I think I've actually said your real name already, but whatever. <laughs> we'll just go by E and F. You guys know who we, who we really are. <laughs> but like... um just to prevent us from going on and on and on, the other conceit in every single show will be that we only have 20 minutes mm-hmm. upon the start of the timer. And if that doesn't work, then Zoom will kick us out in 45. So either way, there's a time limit. We will be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we can be stopped by technology. Only by technology and not by human Thank hands. you, technology. No, you, technology. once we talked for six hours about... I don't even know what anymore. It was. I think that was the day that we decided we had to make this podcast. Very true. Like, very true. That was the day. Okay. Um, shall I start the timer, Esther? E? Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie job, F. Starting the timer <laughs> now. Okay. So you are what you geek. What exactly is you are what you geek? E? Um, you are what you geek is. Here, let's go to philosophy. It's a little like um, when you try to understand somebody by what they geek about. Like if I look at my list, I can tell you, oh, I'm geeking about this, not just because it's cool, but because I relate personally to each one in one way or another. Like one of the stuff on my list is gangs or gang. I was going to say gang wars, but let's just leave it at gang. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which uh, was given birth to in me through S.E. Hinton's The Outsiders, where Ponyboy and his two brothers are part of this neighborhood gang, and they get into rumbles with the socius or the social kids on the other side of town, the rich kids on the other side of town. And it was less about drawing lines than about 
crossing them or like finding out what you have in common, what makes you a family on one side, but what makes you relate to even your enemy. So I love, I love, I guess I just love the whole play in that, like the, what you can learn about yourself through the family you choose to be part of, what you can learn about even the people that you think that you hate. So yeah. I, and I will say for the purposes like of this podcast, I will say for oh. the purpose of this podcast, we are not going to explain ourselves and explain why we geek out about these things. I think the, the whole <laughs> exercise of you are what you geek is that we want you, the listeners, to draw your conclusions about your two hostesses, hosters, host coasters uh, from the stuff we okay. talk about. <laughs> so yeah, that was one. So you're really into kind of the psychology of, of gangs and what kind of creates a chosen a chosen family in essence. I think that's a wrong use of that term. That's actually an existing term, but the, <laughs> a group that you choose to kind of see as family. What yeah. else are you into before I dive into the unknown? No, 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 no. Uh, we're we're going to get, we're going to get copyright stricken if I start singing it. So we can. So go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to sing like more than how many seconds? 10 seconds. Copyright? 10 seconds and 10 you get copyrighted. Seconds. That is one of the things I guess, that, what is one of those like minutia things that I geek out about? I know these facts because I either have reason to know them or just thought it was useful to know them for no so apparent So if you reason. just say unknown for 10 seconds. No, 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 no. You, you have to say a sequence. No. It has to be like, because they can't, they didn't copyright the term unknown. They can copyright the lyric, you know, into the unknown. Okay, um, so with you the, can with vocalize the, unknown. With the melody. <laughs> no, 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 oh, okay. but it's the melody. It's the notation thing, which was actually like, that's actually a point of contention now. Because, see, you're getting me started. Um, there was a, a quite a controversial copyright lawsuit between this Christian rapper and Katy Perry for Dark Horse, where he claimed that she had copied his song because they had the same ostinato. Ostinato is basically this repetitive motif, uh, sort of like a bass line. Okay. It's kind of just like a rhythm section of a guitar. It's not anything okay. supremely melodic. And Bach had them like Bach in the Baroque <laughs> period before classical music was even alive. Um, but basically, the court sided in his favor, said that it was it was Katy uh, Perry infringed on it, and music music YouTube lost its mind and was like, "This is crazy." And yeah, so point is, let's Ooh. not risk it. I don't want to risk music law copyright things. We're not gonna sing that bit of Frozen <laughs> too, even though I love scream singing it when I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Okay, so so gangs, <laughs> gangs. Um, yes, gang. what else? What else can I geek about? Oh goodness, um, Lord of the Rings probably is the first thing that I ever learned how to geek about, in the sense that you find out there's actually a fandom and a deeper. A set of mythos behind it and that there's all these scholars and people who really talk about it like it's something more than a great adventure story so that's the first time that I was like oh okay so this is where you descend into geekdom it's not just that you enjoyed the story it's that if you're like me you read the appendix of the return of the king you read the silmarillion you you know browsed through the Lays of Beleriand and bought the Book of Lost Tales. I was like, oh, okay. So that was my descent. So if it's Lord of the Rings, I will just never stop. So back to you, <laughs> I, we, will, we will just tease that there, the, the, we actually have the season planned out. And if this doesn't flop, actually, even if it does flop, we don't care. We're going to do it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're just declaring right now, you will listen to us for a whole season. And the last <laughs> season will be an epic battle between the Lord of the Rings fan and somebody who 
gasp tra uh, travesty actually prefers Game of Thrones. So stay tuned for that X number of episodes <laughs> in. But I think that actually just kind of leads to the discussion of how personal geekdom can be. We, we can tend yeah. to view it as this just giant homogenous sea of fandom. But it's not. It's a very personal exercise. And I think like no to even if you're like, I know Esther, because you talked about like, for example, Lord of the Rings being your descent into geekdom. You've mm. met other Lord of the Rings geeks. Have oh, they, yes. you know, I know that there's a sort of kindred spirit, to quote Anne Shirley, going on there. But have you noticed them differing from you in, in very unique ways in, in, in their treatment of the, in the, of the text and the subtext and all that? Like, no two geeks are alike kind of thing. I think the main thing that Lord of the Rings offers is very distinct characters who are all thrown together. And they're like in a fellowship, podcast. right? And they, <laughs> true, and they have to interact even with different, they come from different races, literally, okay, like not in terms of racial, whatever, literally elf, dwarf, man, hobbit, mm -hmm. and they all have their own goals. They come from different places. So I think the biggest difference when you come across another Lord of the Rings fan, you know you all love the universe, but you know you will differ on which characters you relate to or support. Mm -hmm. Like, the first major argument I had was probably with somebody who severely uh, disliked Boromir. Uh, who's, Boromir's the one who tries to take the ring for no. himself right, to save his city. Because uh, he studied him so much as a tragic hero that he just got fed up with him and his selfishness. Like, there's, there's a saving the world and then there's Boromir. So... Oh, I don't think we ever finished our conversation. We understood <laughs> that it would lead to too much uh, dissent in Bl the bloodshed. Friendship, uh, possibly bloodshed. Friendship shot yes. full of arrows, <laughs> dying while so, saving a hobbit. <laughs> Spoiler but alert! Think, but that's a really old book, guys. If you haven't like at least figured that part out, we I just you know, sorry. <laughs> Boromir but, is played yeah. by Sean Bean. You know what happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair. In fact, that will be the one thing we have in common, I oh, believe, yeah. when we talk about Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, yeah, the, 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 the oh, characters Bean, played by Sean Bean. It's, it's really, a, no, like, that's an interesting thread to, to follow. Like, uh, and Ned Stark and Boromir kind of two archetypes of the tragic hero that kind of through their own Actually. mix of stupidity and nobility just just end up badly. That, that is so true that is a they're almost opposites of each other yeah that, that is, is a, a thesis. thesis somebody write it you know what if you are a modern a, a literature literature major right now we've given you your thesis topic just credits to um <laughs> you know what with ian dev <laughs> and here's something i was actually noticing when you were when the, the aside you had when you talked about uh lord of the rings and i know i'm just kind of like digging into esther a little bit <laughs> esther whatever we're gonna slip but sometimes you know who we are we're not trying we're not trying to hide who we are we just thought e and f was a fun alphabetical thing but um when you mentioned races and you really took care to point out like elf dwarf um hobbit etc and that mm. immediately in my head it clicked to say that's a lead in, into a topic about just the idea of race itself because in human terms we're all technically one race just humans mm. because technically race is just species right in, in fantasy race is just species yes just right species so that's the thing yeah. with geekdom is that they're in one even if you're not necessarily geeking about the same thing just having this conversation about what you geek out about opens the the can of worms if you will of other 
of other topics. And I think that's the wonderful thing about geekdom and why it's more accurate than the MBTI, which by the way, was not actually invented by licensed psychologists, but by a mom <laughs> and daughter who were bored. My source for this is Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> it's a YouTube series. It's really good. It's, it's basically okay. this guy who ruins everything. Like he ruins... Um, everything like basically just with with facts like this dispels a lot okay. of like modern myths including um one of them was really the the viability of psychological testing the only one that's actually considered psychologically viable is the big five which is openness um openness conscientiousness uh empathy a- i forgot what a is and n is neuroticism i remember oh no e is extroversion i'm sorry C is something I forgot. Agreeable A is agreeableness. And then I just remember N is neuroticism because I always score high on that. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally what it's like. You shove two geeks in the room and it's like, but are you interested to find out what I was talking about? Yes, I am interested. That is is the whole point of geekdom. It's just getting, I think (laughs) you are what you geek is more of bypassing. It's not really bypassing awkward small talk because I think like we always start, one of the types of small talk we have really is geekdom. Like, you know, we ask what shows are you mm, into, right? Or what yes. music are you into? Um, but it's kind of just getting deeper small talk, medium talk. What would you call that? <laughs> what else do you geek about? We have nine minutes left. <laughs> In nine minutes? Why are you asking just me? You take the other nine minutes. I've been talking a then, lot. Then I'll interview you. Fine. Okay, so, so Esther... E, whatever, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna refer to it alternate as that. Like, E is super, super yeah. into, like, history in, like, a broad strokes thing. So she really loves, yeah. like, political history. Political, in fact, she studied political chinese in university. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Just, just, just a semblance of, like, anonymity. I didn't name the course. <laughs> but I, I'm into, I'm into social history, which is, um, which is more of the history of, and I actually copied a description from Wikipedia, which is an interaction of different groups <laughs> in society versus political and state movements. It's a paraphrase. Specifically, this means like the history of people as reflected by the stuff they, the, the common man did versus like the big grand things of like the kings and the princes and the governments. Um, for me specifically in terms of minutia, I'm super interested in makeup and cosmetics history, which is a nod to my current, um, the, the, the career that I have that pays the bills, um, and then fashion and then homes. Like I love looking at people through the lens of the stuff that they had and what that says about them as people. Because I feel like, because um, I'm into marketing, okay? So I work, I work as a marketer that's like super broad thing okay. anyway. And what got me into marketing is this idea of this book that I read called um, The Story Wars which said that the story wars yeah like war as in like war and peace war yeah the story wars where it painted marketers as the new myth makers like we are the ones making sense like how old myth makers um they wrote myths to make sense of the world because people didn't understand them the world as it was and the marketers are not taking that place in the modern era and so it's all about storytelling because people do kind of define themselves by the brands that Mm. they own in a sense mm. and not in a materialistic way but more because the brand represents a philosophy that's very difficult to codify in you know I-N-T-J-I-S-F-A-1 I kind don't have of anything. like you are what you cake yeah you are, like you, cake. Are you, well, cake. you are what you cake you, you are, are what you cake <laughs> it's also true what is your favorite right, type because of cake? If, you, if you choose <laughs> my mom's chocolate cake but if you choose uh, brands for philosophy and in a sense, sometimes what they stand for or how they relate to you, it's almost the same as when you fall into a geekdom. It's like when you talk to people about Doctor Who. See, Doctor 
Another if you reference. talk to people about through this is the shared uh, geek we have <laughs> yes you kind of you uh like i said about in in sort of the same way that lord of the rings has so many characters you expect people to have different emotions about different characters in doctor who you have an uh, an alien with 900 years experience saving the earth multiple earths multiple universes over and over again and still finding it in himself to be compassionate for for the unnoticed people for the oppressed or for the people who mm-hmm. um who don't have any other person to with who can who can help them and he still sees them and goes to them so it's like when someone's like doctor who i i am just saying i personally automatically assume that in a they relate in a way that's they have but they uh, it's so hard to say they have that it's philosophy like, they have that shared yeah, philosophy of caring in a way it's like right they 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 understand what's going through or they understand how hard it is and they still appreciate that kind of and they try sometimes see the world through his so i expect people who like doctor who to also somewhat agree with that philosophy like you see someone with your same and you're like yes because they take care of the environment or they they treat their workers properly or pay them fairly or whatever something like that i think i think that's that's a <laughs> cool thing to, that's a cool thing to highlight because because um a lot of people tend to view geekdom as toxic and there have been like and we're not going to get into it in this episode obviously because we're about to, we're going to run out of time if we do um <laughs> but a lot of people kind of look at and look at kind of have looked at geekdom as very toxic and negative and there is of course this like stereotype of the toxic geek the gatekeeper etc mm. which we'll get into in another episode um but in essence while every fandom has its toxicity you have to remember at the heart of every fandom or every geekdom is kind of this positive philosophy like again with doctor who which is the shared fandom me and Esh, uh, me and e are into um and i'm just like dropping name bombs all over the place but like me and e are into this um is is really because for me, I actually genuinely gravitated towards the Whovian fandom because of that, because of exactly what Esther described as it representing. It's this idea of every single person is important and my ni- 1,000. Hey, he's actually older than 900 now. He's like 1,000 plus plus, like whatever okay. doctor we're on, right? Or they're there. Like she's, she's, a, she's a girl now. Um, they, we'll use that, uh, they never met anybody who isn't important. And that is something that I feel resonates with me also, which is, again, why I like social history, because nobody is unimportant and what i like about social historians is that they do tend to try to track history not through the lens of the most powerful but through the lens of like the housekeepers and the serfs and the people whose stories aren't written down in these annals in these giant illuminated manuscripts through the belongings they left behind we get an idea of the lives they led and a truer picture i guess of humanity in that respect they just linked doctor who to social history yes i did another thesis topic <laughs> all of y'all looking for thesis topics school has just started so we're this is good timing <laughs> Is social history for you also related to differences between classes? I think for me, um, I haven't been able to get that far because the stuff I'm gravitating towards is homes, which is fashion, which is, Mm. uh, you know, uh, homes, fashion, and beauty are kind of very solidly middle class. So we don't get, unfortunately, uh, because very few articles of these things survive, uh, usually because they were lower quality. Uh, We don't get into the lives of the, the... very very poor but thankfully like for example for you know western also we have like a bias it's mostly going to be western history um for western history at least there's a lot of records of at least the housekeeping class 
the servant class, which okay. also is a nice class dynamic study. Like in staircases, for example, you're able to track sort of the how the of how these people perceive the value of human life through how precarious the servant staircase was versus mm -hmm. the grand staircase of a house which was actually used as a status symbol and then you have the servant staircase where literally you could die you could die walking up on down those stairs it's crazy so ergonomics thrown out the window um and it, yeah it kind of highlights this sort of disparity under the glamour which is what i like about these things like they, they do talk about ugly truths as reflected in beautiful things and i'm not super deep into this yet but it's something i'm fascinated by it's kind of like downton two minutes it's kind downton. of like downton abbey Definitely. though isn't it the the authors when the, the writers when they wrote it they didn't just want oh this is the ups and downs of a great family it was these the ups and downs of a household and this yes. is how they get through it together everyone below the stairs to the attic to the grand yeah. family themselves and i think you just kind of it, it's, it's very world. reflective of humanity in the sense that um one action doesn't just affect the upper class like actions that affect it, downtown abbey is a good example you'd see events that affecting affecting the upper classes that also do have impact on the lives of the downstairs people quote unquote the you know or downstairs. i don't know what the term actually is but the servant class right so mm. that's what i like about social history is it's really this idea of interconnectivity you know back to the doctor who idea of nobody's ever unimportant because everything you have has an impact right yeah. <laughs> and that's why we geek that's why you are what you geek are we out of time yet no I no i just to world war one I, I yeah we are running out of time but it's okay we're gonna break the rules slightly and just i guess from what we've discussed I, like summary statements lol just so it's kind of neat and there's an illusion of summary, statements. summary statements as uh, e based on what we've discussed um based on what we've discussed uh how would you say like why do you why would you say uh you are what you geek based on like everything we just learned about right now. Which is just um, the tip of the iceberg, guys. <laughs> I think I'd say we are what we geek because I think just looking at the way we go back and forth is we we can talk about the same subject, but we're framing it from different lenses. If you say you are what you geek about, say Doctor Who or or even... Oh, what's one that we geeked about where we were kind of uh, oh, screaming oh, no, at no. each other? Example, no, <laughs> like you were saying, social history, and mm -hmm. my first thought is classes, class mm -hmm. wars, and that structure. Because, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, I really see history in broad strokes and big political movements. Mm -hmm. But you see, you are looking from the from the lives of the people who lived inside those times. So we're geeking about the same period, but we are, it literally, it reflects our interests. It reflects uh, what we, the way we see the world. I think that's the most important part of you are geek, that yeah, idea. I think it just reveals a lot about like what you geek about. And it's not just like, I don't think you have to take what you geek as the banner title. Like if I just said, I geek about social mm. history, it doesn't really say much about me, but ask the person, why, why, how, what, and when you have them just on a raveling thread, that conversation without really revealing anything personal about them just yeah. kind of tells you who they are. And that's the really cool thing about geekdom and just having a lot yes. of things to talk about. Uh, so 28 seconds. <laughs> um, any, any final words for this episode, E? <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, I look forward to the episode, actually. Do you want to give them a of that? The next episode is, okay, do we just spoil the topic, like, right off the bat? Just be like, blah, 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 blah. do it? I think so, because it, it's kind of a random topic. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting topic, since we just touched on, like, gatekeeping and geekdom. We're going to yeah. be talking in the next episode about, hey, you know what? You can be a good geek. There is such a thing as being a good geek. <laughs> and there are, there's a thing as being a bad geek. So we're going to talk about that. And we are going to want your opinions. So I guess um, how to react to the show. So, hmm. There is an inbox thing in the title on Spotify. So you can leave us voice messages and stuff about whatever that we can Ooh. actually play. Yeah, we can play voice <laughs> messages. I just discovered this. <laughs> the wonders of technology. Like, I'm not patronizing. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm freaking out. It's so cool. So we can play your, we, we'll find a way to play your voice messages um, as part of the podcast or edit them in. Because we can do that. It's so cool. Thank you, Anchor. <laughs> Not sponsored, but kind of sponsored by Anchor. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can you can react to this and tell us, like, what do you geek about and why? Tell us about it so we can figure out who you guys are who are listening. I guess I should reveal my name is Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> so we can just, we're going to keep going by ENF just because we started with there, but you know what our real names are. Um, yep. And yeah. And Esther, what do, you, what do you have to say about the topic that's coming up? I... Oh... Uh... Well, I honestly never had to think about it until I entered the world of K-pop. I will just say that. that Before is, that, <laughs> I was just like, let's have friendly wars. Let's discuss. And then I entered the world of K-pop and I was like, oh, my life could be in danger. Okay. <laughs> that's not, that's right not actually an exaggeration. Also, both me and Esther are K-pop, are K-pop fans. Um, did you know that Stan is actually a pejorative term invented by Eminem to de- describe stalker fans? So... I don't know how. Uh. To, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to feel about using uh. the term stand now. I think it's just it's been made benign by like co- current parlance. Well, um, you know, language evolves. Yeah, language evolves. But yeah, the actual meaning of the word stan is the Korean term sasang or like creepy stalker fan. So we're fans. Me and Esther are fans, and we're gonna we're gonna maybe touch on that in in the next podcast. But for now, uh. My name is. Ash. Are we shaking hands? We're shaking hands. <laughs> We just got uh, it's been 20 plus minutes and <laughs> hey i hope you know hey you know what you are what you geek see you guys next time see you bye okay we